Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. I'm thinking everyone's better than me. They're all rich. They've already got friendship groups established and I don't know where I fit. It was just a total wig out. Lucinda Price, but you know, a lot of people know her as Frooms. She's a versatile artist. It's almost easier to describe her by what she doesn't do than what she does. One thing's for certain, she's not someone who believes in staying in her lane. She writes, she presents, she's a comedian, and she proudly has a slightly obsessive crush on Shane Warne. That is not a joke, actually. Frooms' love for the King of Spin remains unrequited, but in the meantime, her brand of comedy has grown quite a following, so much so that she's set up her own business. Froom's World is a one-woman business specialising in scripting, producing, presenting and editing original content and loving Shane Warne, but that goes without saying. You don't even have to write that on the business card. It's very exciting, but it's also a lot to handle. So how does this boss lady of Froom's World calm her farm? I have always made videos since I had access to a video camera from my parents. I would take selfie videos and use up all the tape, which was really annoying. <laughs> I always wanted to be a newsreader. All through school, I was like, I want to be a newsreader. I want to be Sandra Sully. I did well in school enough to be accepted into journalism. I went for a week and in the first lecture, the lecture woman was like, if you're here because you want to be on TV, you should leave. <laughs> I got up. I left that, went into advertising, and that was my way in because it was more creative and it's all about personality and like giving a brand a personality. So I found that really enjoyable. Through that, I got an internship at Fox FM in the creative team, did a viral video, started going for jobs at places like Pedestrian where I didn't think I had a chance. And then, yeah, got that job. 
got made redundant in COVID, but I was, it was time for me to go anyway. And they just put me on a rocket ship into Froome's World CEO and I have never looked back. That's kind of the whole idea of it is this is the CEO character and I'm giving myself permission to sell out and do all of these things that I want to do because I guess I think of CEOs and I think of the person with all the power and I feel like sometimes when you're someone who is predominantly on social media, people feel really close to you and therefore I think they feel like they can tell you what they want or if you do something they don't like, they can be like, I like the old stuff. But when I'm the CEO character, I can decide what I want to do and if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> I feel like if you've watched me for a long time, you know that side of my personality, but it never has to be discussed, which I think I, I find power in that. I had really bad OCD growing up. It started when I was in kindergarten where like I'd have to be getting ready for kindergarten and my mum would be putting socks on my feet and she'd put the socks on and I'd be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. So she had to take it off, put the socks on, put the socks off. This would go on for like minutes, let's say 10 minutes. Anyway, didn't think much of it. And then in year seven, I moved to a new school and it flared up so bad. I went to this private school um, that I'd gotten a scholarship to for being a girl. That's a whole nother thing, but they just introduced girls and they were letting people in um, for less money. So I went to this school and everyone was just far ahead of me. Like I remember going to this open day and they had all of the kids' works on the tables. And I remember going and thinking, oh my God, my stuff is nowhere near this. And this OCD flared up so bad. Before school, I'd be in bed worried about going to school because I didn't feel like I fit in for the whole of year seven. Like I didn't have a friendship group and I would wake up and I would be in my bed looking at the roof and I would have to count the corners. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, until it felt right. And then I'd go to get out of my room. I have to touch the doorknob, not touch it, touch it, not touch it. Anyway, eventually I would get on the school bus, go to school. Things would happen during the day, like, I would accidentally brush past someone's leg and it would, it would consume me. I'd be like, oh my God, I touched someone's leg. Do they think I was doing it something inappropriate? And just going over and over in my head where I couldn't concentrate on anything but this thing that I'd done. Get back on the school bus. Mum picks me up and I'd be busting. I'd get into the car and I would have to start my routine where I was like, mum, I brushed someone's leg accidentally. Does that mean I'm a bad person? Is that okay? Is that okay? And this would go on like, like an hour at a time. My poor mum. <laughs> she was so patient. <laughs> I got to year eight or year nine and I told myself the story that I got out of it because I dyed my hair blonde and joined the popular group. <laughs> like, which is a bit, it's interesting. And I think it's actually like informed a lot of my life for the next 10 or so years afterwards in terms of me thinking what I needed to do to fit in. I definitely eventually found my way and was myself but yeah I guess my OCD has always been about fitting in and feeling like do I have friends? Do I have a best friend? Do I have this? And it's always in terms of comparing myself to other people socially. It went away 
after school. I mean, it probably manifested in different ways that weren't typical OCD things like checking corners and asking people for reassurance. I know it's like morphed into something else, but it doesn't impede on my life like it did in year seven. Like I look back at that kid and I'm like, oh my God, I, I feel it in my chest. I just wish I could like tell you that it gets better. Have I had counselling? Oh my God, yes. I've gone since I was 20. Seeing professionals for mental health things has never been something that's abnormal in my family. My dad has bipolar. I wasn't going to go into this on the podcast, but you... <laughs> um, my dad's bipolar. So he, his mental health has always been like a big focus point of my family in a positive way, if that makes sense. Like, because he's so... I, I can use the term crazy because he's crazy in so many areas of his life. Like his personality is crazy. He is genuinely crazy. So things like medication and different moods and stuff like that has always been a part of my life. And it's almost not been glamorized, but because it's my dad, I think he's the biggest person in the room and people are scared of him because he's like really aggro. <laughs> like I've sort of built this, thing around mental health where it's really normal like not having mental health issues is abnormal to me I really don't subscribe to the idea that like I had mental health issues and it made me stronger like I just see it as impeding on my ability to enjoy my life like it has always been something that has taken up time and taken up mental bandwidth and I think a lot of comedians tell this story that oh I'm a sad clown like it, it means I can read people really well, but I just don't subscribe to that. And I think it's actually quite, for me at least, it's it's not a positive thing. And I think it can stop people from getting help. I've had such a change in the last year of my life where I feel a lot more sure of myself. I'm sort of starting to let go of all of these habits that I had, which were holding me back, which I actually thought were healthy. So I'm learning to be really relaxed so for me, my goal is to become like my mum. I want no thoughts, just vibes. And I want to be able to just enjoy my life. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.